Hey Shepherd family, this is Pastor Scott Seidler, and I bring grace to you and peace from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We come to the end of a long series of messages that have challenged the way we are thinking about restarting and reopening Christianity as the church, as our world, tries to get back to in-person gatherings, in-person living, even though we may be socially distant. Over these past several weeks in our shepherd ministry, I've been asking a series of questions by which to assess how are we going to live for Jesus Christ in this coming season of ministry where digital ministry has taken on a whole new uh, set of dimensions and as we also figure out what it means to still do ministry as human beings who enjoy one another's company and yet having to do that at a distance. We've learned a lot about ourselves, I think, in these three months of pretty much sheltering in place with this pandemic. And the questions that I've been asking, questions about um, do you live for your kingdom or do you live for his kingdom? Do you follow Jesus or do you follow something else? Questions about how it is we are going to prioritize our faith and not just play defense in this Christian faith that is so bombarded and buffeted by the world's passions and desires, but whether or not we're going to play offense and still bring and bear the matchless name of Jesus Christ to the human beings that God entrusts to our care. Today, I want to ask one more poignant question, a question that for many of us will strike a nerve and go down deep. And that's the question that runs simply like this. Who do you love more, Jesus or fill in the blank? There's a day after the resurrection, before his ascension into heaven, that Jesus came to Peter, who just a few days earlier had denied him and saved his own skin. Jesus asked Peter after his resurrection, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, well, of course I, I love you, Lord. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus then asked Peter again, Peter, do you love me? Peter, a little bit perplexed, but maybe it was not uncommon for Jesus to ask a question a couple times to get people's attention. Peter said, yeah, Lord, come on, you know I love you. Jesus said, take care of my Sheep. Peter is asked a third time by Jesus. Jesus asks Peter a third time, Peter, do you love me? And that third time cut Peter to the quick. It, it got underneath his skin. He was hurt. And he looked in the Lord Jesus Christ's face, the resurrected Lord's face, and he said, Lord, you know that I love you. Peter was then told by Jesus, feed my lambs. Take care of young and old. Watch out for those who are sick and bruised and battered. Take care of this church. If you really love me, do that. 
Jesus comes to each and every one of us through that story, that conversation with Peter. And he asks us very pointedly, very poignantly, do you love me? And specifically, do you love me more than fill in the blank? Let me test you a little bit by that question with these alternatives. Do you love me more than your own flesh and blood? I have my own flesh and blood at my house. You have your own flesh and blood, whether it be family or friends, neighbors. They're all people you hold dear. Each of us have someone in this world that we love, that we care for deeply. Maybe it's even a a fur friend, right? But it's always at the heart of that love for another, the heart of this question. But do you love Jesus more than her or him or it? Do you love him more than your own flesh and blood? Let me ask you another question. And again, I don't mean to be unnecessarily provocative, but I want to be provocative today because Jesus provokes. If you read that section from John chapter 21, Jesus provokes Peter. He's meaning to provoke us as well. These things, John tells us, these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. It is a provocative book. Jesus asks provocative questions. Peter gets provoked. And I'm going to ask you another one right now. I I just maybe provoked you with your family. But who do you love more? Jesus or the country in which you're living? Many of you who are watching this video uh, are watching here in America. Do you love America more than you love Jesus? Some of you are watching over in Africa. Do you love Uganda more than you love Jesus? Do you love Kenya, Ethiopia, your kinsmen, your tribes more than Jesus? It's easy to love the country. Even Jesus had to say, look, remember, there is Caesar and there is God. Render to Caesar what belongs to him. Show your affection by paying taxes to Caesar. But remember, you also have something to render toward God. Render to God what belongs to him, and that is your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. Jesus said the greatest command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if anything is drawing down that love that you are to have for God in heart, soul, mind, and strength, then I need to ask you this question. Would you reconsider? In the book of Revelation... Jesus comes to a series of seven churches. And each of these seven churches had turned away from the Lord Jesus Christ in particular ways. You can read it in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the end of the Bible. And in one particular uh, section, to one particular church, Jesus said that 
the indictment against that church was that their love for him, their affection for him, had grown cold. That's an indictment indeed. One which each of us need to really wrestle with because I don't ever want to be a member of that church. I don't ever want to be a pastor. God forbid I am a pastor for that church. Where is our primary affection? What is the love that leads us and drives us and energizes us in this life? Is it love for something in this world, whether family or friends or country or kinsmen, or is it the love of a God who sends his son into this world to bear our sin, to be our savior, to give us a hope that can never fade, spoil, or perish, that is kept by God for us, until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, is this the love that energizes and captures us? Or is it something else? The amazing thing is, in that conversation with Peter, the fact is that when Peter denied the love that he was to have for his Lord Jesus Christ, when he stood in that courtyard on the night that Jesus Christ was betrayed into the hands of his enemies, even while Peter was doing all those acts of unlove, Jesus was committed to his act of love. To die on the cross, to bear the sins of the whole world. And then afterwards, after he rose bodily from the grave, to find Peter again and say, Peter, I love you. Let's just review the main question, right, Peter? Do you love me now? Do you see the power of my resurrection? Do you see the extent of my sacrificial love? Do you understand the mind and heart of God a little bit more clearly? Love me. And as you love me, tend to those that I care for. To the church, which is and will be my body, until I return. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.